Hey, boys and girls, welcome to the Take Notes Kids podcast. You will definitely want to take notes today. This is episode six, and I am interviewing Jessica Giamo. She and I are former college schoolmates. We both went to Karis Bible College in Colorado Springs, Colorado, about the same time. And I am just so excited for you guys to hear our discussion and the things that Jessica has to say. I ended up not starting to record until after we had already been talking for a minute, which wasn't the plan. So I kind of missed out on our reintroduction after all these many years. But yeah, it's been about seven years since we went to Karis Bible College. And man, this girl is on fire for the Lord. She has a heart for ministry and for young women. And uh, I'll let her tell you more about herself. So without further ado, this is my interview with Jessica Giamo. Take a listen. So I'm like, I have this total silly setup. I have like six books stacked up with the phone on top of it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's the only way I can figure out how to do it. No, I totally get it. Like I'm in my office recording and I have like a leopard blanket I put over my head when I'm recording audio. Oh, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Okay. So how long have you been married to Jeff? Um, we've been married two and a half years. Oh man. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So how is newlywed life? It's good. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's like, we joke all the time. Like, we'll just look at each other and we'll be like, we're married. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's, it's weird how I think, um, how normal it seems kind of making that transition for us anyway. And then it also is like totally different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's been good. Yeah. It's been really, really good. Um, how did you guys meet? I don't think I ever heard that story. No, probably not, because you were gone yeah. from Karis by then. But, um, yeah, so I did a third year at Karis, and I was in um, school media, and I got – Michelle chose me to do the um, Germany mission trip to lead it, and Jeff was a second-year student, and he was on that trip. And so um, I had to, like, get them ready and teach them all the skits and, you know, how all that goes. Right. And um and so we kind of started becoming friends at that point, and um, he, we both loved video. I mean, I was in school of media, obviously, but he loved video as well, and so we both decided, like, hey, like, let's do, let's make a video of our mission trip, and at that point, that really hadn't been done very much, mm-hmm. and so we just decided, yeah, like, we'll do that, so um, on our trip, like, we did a bunch of filming, and then when we got back, like, we kind of spent time together, like, working on the video. We had, like, I think, like, a week to do it <laughs> for our presentation, and it ended up doing really well, and, um, yeah, that's kind of how we, like, became friends. Like, apparently, he really, really liked me, but, uh-huh. um, I, of course, had no idea, um, and he was, I think, pretty shy, so uh-huh. we just became friends, like, really good friends and stuff, so, yeah. So, all right, well, let's just go ahead and dive into some of these questions. Um, First of all, um, go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, Um, just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, and if you want to get into your background as well, Um, but yeah, just kind of tell us who you are. Well, I am Jessica Giamo, Um, (laughs) Yeah, difficult to pronounce, and um, yeah, so I live here in Colorado. I moved out to Colorado right after I graduated high school to go to Karis Bible College. and um, Kind of thought I was giving up all my, my dreams for media. I loved media my entire life. Um, just since a young girl, I thought I was going to go into sports broadcasting and went to Karis instead. And 
um, while I was a second year student or first year, something like that, um, they started the third year program. So I got to do their school of media program and kind of started seeing how I could mix the world of like what I was passionate about and what God called me to do. Like it didn't have to be separate. And so that was pretty awesome. Um, then I started kind of doing freelance work and ended up moving to Russia for six months and doing some work out there, which was amazing. And then came back and shortly after started working for Andrew Walmack Ministries, um, doing some contract writing, things like that, and then got hired in the television department, which is where I work today. Awesome. And work in the stories team of the television department, and so does my husband, Jeff, actually. And so it's really awesome. We get to kind of travel around and film stories of people who have been healed or, you know, changed by the grace message and um, kind of what's happened in their life since. And then we edit them and um, use them for Andrew's ministry. So that's been really, really amazing. Awesome. But um, yeah, but then like outside of that, um, I'm really passionate about ministry and writing and just um, speaking to women and stuff. So I have a, a blog called Creative Muse Blog and I've been doing that for a few years now. Um, and yeah, so I would say that's like outside of like my full-time job. That's what I'm really passionate about. So That's awesome. And I, I, I do have to tell you, it's been really cool for me since I knew you back when, uh-huh. um, like when I watch... Andrew Womack or they have the healing journey stories and then yeah. your voice comes on. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I oh know gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I've always been self-conscious of my voice up until recently. It sounded like I was a 12 year old girl when mm-hmm. I would talk and it still probably doesn't sound my age, but, um, so it's just funny how at the ministry, for some reason, they've wanted to use my voice for a lot of things. Yeah. And I just think it's funny. It's like you get insecure about something about yourself and God is like, well, I'm going to get you out of that. So. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> my podcast, I like to deal with like life's twists and turns. And, uh-huh. um, and so I like to get other people's stories. And so my question for you, what was the biggest plot twist in your life? And it can be good or bad. Um, whatever you feel that you want to share. And then how did you handle it? How, uh, what changed in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, because I would have to say there's been many plot twists in the narrative of my life, but um, I would say one that's really made a major impact on me is um, when God kind of broke me out of the cycle of, I would call it like chronic insecurity okay. I was dealing with. And you know, I, a lot of people didn't realize it, but I was so insecure basically my whole life. And I don't think I really realized it because I always thought like, oh, I'm an introvert. No, I'm just shy. This is just who I am. And I didn't realize until I, probably until I started dating Jeff, that I realized how insecure I really was. It wasn't personality. It was like an attack on me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like I just, I would get really insecure. I mean, I had had relationships before Jeff and um, they didn't like end very well. So I think I was just kind of insecure about guys in general. And then here comes this great guy. And (laughs) it's like, I was taking out all those fears of past relationships out on him and he hadn't done anything, you know? Right. And um, so it was really kind of like messing with my relationship and messing with all of my friends. And it was just like, it was really weird. It's like, I've tried explaining it to him, but it's like, unless you kind of go through it, it's kind of hard to understand. But I kind of thought like, Oh, well, when I marry a great guy, like I'm not going to have any reason to be insecure. Right. It's kind of like what you think. And I get married and I would say it blew up times 10. Like that's so much worse. And it wasn't because of him at all. It was just because there was something going on in my heart that I was not dealing with. And if you don't deal with it, it doesn't go away. And so I was just very insecure and it got to the point where it wasn't even rational, you know, like 
I would just get so insecure if I saw him talking to another girl. I would just wonder if he liked her. You know, and it was just like, yeah. so stupid. And it's, it's one of those things where even though I was feeling these things, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was ridiculous, and I knew it wasn't true, but I felt trapped. It's like I felt like I was, like, in this cage, and, like, there – it's like I understood that I was wrong and that, like, I was the problem, but I didn't feel like I had the power to fix it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, anyway, this just kind of kept getting worse, and it was probably the source of most all of our fights, like, when we first got married. We fought a lot, and I think a lot of that is him and I are both very passionate people, and so <laughs> we have strong opinions, and so you fight. <laughs> yeah. It took me a while to realize that that's okay, but, you know, a lot of our fights were kind of centered around this idea that... You know, he felt like I was acting like he's not trustworthy and all these things. And, of course, I didn't think that, but that's exactly how I was treating him. And so, anyway, and it affected, like, my friendships and just all kinds of things. I just, I, it just, it felt like a paralyzing thing, you know? Like, I didn't even know, okay. like, what to do in those moments. And so, mm-hmm. it was just, obviously, like, looking back now, I know it was just very demonic and just not of God. And I was just, I remember I got to a point where I was just, like, so done. I was like, God... I cannot do this anymore. I knew, I knew it was me. I knew I wasn't like, I wasn't blaming my insecurity on other people. I had done that in the past, but I got to the point where I was very aware that the only person I could change was me and that I had to do something like that. This was horrible and it was ruining relationships and all kinds of things. And I remember I was driving in, here in Colorado past Garner of the Gods. And I don't know why, but whenever I talk to God, I tend to look at like, the mountains yeah and I just like look as if like that's where he is but I don't know that's just something I do and so I'm like kind of driving like looking at the mountains and stuff and I'm like talking to him and I'm like if you tell me what I need to do like I will do it like I I was basically kind of at the end of myself Mm -hmm. and I felt like God told me and this was like after after months of you know getting into the word and studying and you know listening to teachings on like your identity in Christ and stuff and so I was I wasn't just like just asking randomly I had been like seeking for this for a while and then it kind of all culminated and God told me he said you know you the problem is he's like you see yourself um you see yourself like you're at the top of this hill or standing on the top of this mountain and um that's like the person you want to be that's the secure that's the the confident good wife, good friend, that's the girl you want to be, and you're at the bottom of that mountain, and you're trying to climb your way, and you feel like, if you could just get to the top, to where she is, then you could be her, and then everything would be fine, but mm-hmm. as you're climbing, like, these things keep trying to attack you, and it makes you fall all the way back down to the bottom, and then you feel like you have to start all the way over, and it just feels like an impossible thing to do, yeah. and I was like, yes, exactly, like, that's what it is, like, how do I get past this, and he said, you're looking at it wrong. He said, you are that girl on top of the mountain. That is who you are. You're not trying to get there. You're not an insecure girl who's trying to get secure. You are a secure woman who's confident and who loves people that the enemy is trying to trick into being insecure and all these things. And it was just like, it seems like a very subtle shift, Mm -hmm. but it made all the difference in the world. And it was like, I saw it, you know? And from that point on, I just thought, okay, like, that's what I'm going to do then. And I had in the past tried to like act secure when I was definitely feeling insecure and that didn't really work because my mindset hadn't shifted. I still saw myself as this insecure little girl. And so I, I had to shift my mindset from, you know what? No, like I'm not trying to become someone else. I already am her. And the enemy's trying to basically trip me up and trick me into acting this way. 
and I can actually control how I act. I can't always control how I feel, but my feelings will start to follow after I act this way. And so anyway, I would say that that moment um, in the car with God, like that was a major shift for me. And ever since then, I can say I was truly set free from that. And not that I never get insecure again, you know, like insecure thoughts will try and come, but they've never, ever had any hold over me ever since then. Like I'm a completely different person. And anyway, like, so I would say that was a major, major plot twist in my life. Wow, that's amazing. And I really like how you pointed out, like, you got a personal word from God. It Uh wasn't you continuing to strive to be better or to change or change yourself. It was you cried out to God and he was able to meet you where you were and loved you and then Uh gave you the tools to to change your mindset. Uh And I think exactly, yeah. I think so often, like we, we think that we're the ones that have to do the changing. And I, I've, I've been dealing with that a lot lately and, and how awesome it is to know that God is willing to meet you where you are and isn't going to just leave you there. So, um, you said, you mentioned earlier that you have a blog. Um, so can you tell us about your heart behind starting that? Um, what, what your what you're using it for um because you have a blog and you have youtube videos and a bible study i mean you're a busy girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) so can you tell us your heart behind it or how you got started sure absolutely um how i got started is pretty funny like me and one of my best friends that i went to Karis with i think we were in our third year and we both were like we wanted to start blogs and so finally one day she texted me she's like hey i started on blogger start yours so i just started my blog on blogger (laughs) and i and I had one, and I was like, gosh, what do I write about? So for a while, it was kind of more self-indulgent, like, here are my thoughts for the day, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted it to be, but I just knew I loved writing. That was the first thing I'd ever done in media since I was probably, like, in third or fourth grade. I loved writing, and so it was just kind of like an outlet for me to kind of use, and then eventually it kind of morphed into, okay, like, this is no longer necessarily about me. It's like, what do I feel called to do? You know, I, I feel like God has really put it on my heart to like speak to women and, and girls out there. And um, I just feel like I never really had like a, like a girlfriend I could really go to, you know, mm-hmm. it's like all my girlfriends were kind of like in the same boat as me. And so like I had that, but I never really had anyone that I could kind of go to for, for that kind of stuff. And so I kind of thought like, wouldn't it be great if like there was a blog where like girls could just go and even if they don't have friends who maybe believe the same way they do, they can go there and get advice and get encouragement and just know that there's other girls and women out there who believe the way that they believe and they can be emboldened to trust God and to go after their dreams and things like that. So I kind of shifted into something like that. And so it's called Creative Muse Blog and it's just a, a blog. I still write on it all the time. I love writing and then um, I guess it was around summer of 2017, I just kind of really wanted to do something, and I just really had it on my heart to do, like, these online Bible studies, and um, everything that I do is, like, free, and, like, I'm really, really big on that, um, just everything is, like, open to everyone, because yeah. I noticed a lot of Christian bloggers, actually, that I would follow, I really would like what they would do, and I would get kind of hooked on them, and I'd read their stuff, and I'd really like it, and then they get to the point where they change their whole website, and now the only thing free is their blog posts, not everything else you have to pay for. And I felt like that was kind of weird. Like when you're dealing with people's faith, it's kind of sensitive. And so I just felt like, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to really just kind of 
give this as a tool for other people. And I had this idea for like an online Bible study where girls could take it. They could get together with their friends and make it like a group study, or they could do it alone and, and still feel like they're a part of the community. And then they could also turn around. Cause I know a lot of Christians, like we're called to lead others. And so yeah. if you're wanting to start a Bible study in your home or in your church or at your local coffee shop, it's like you could use this material to then lead a Bible study. You don't have to worry about what to teach. And you could just kind of like cultivate those relationships where you are. And so I started doing that. My first one was fall of 2017, and it was called Becoming Brave. And ever since then, I just, like, loved it. it it's so great because it morphs, like, my two worlds that I love. It morphs, like, Christ, you know, my Christian faith and speaking in the women's lives, but also, yeah. like, media side. And I designed the theme, and I create the videos and all this fun stuff. So it's really, really fun for me, and I do them twice a year, fall and spring. Awesome. And they've been going really well, yeah. So I really, really enjoy that. Yeah, and I've I think I have done most of them. Um, how many do you have so oh. far? Is it three? I've got uh, three. Yeah. yeah, three, and I'm getting ready to. Not actually next weekend. I'm filming the spring one for this year, so that's really exciting. And are and those are still available. So if somebody wants to go yeah. back and look those up, do they go to your website or are they open on yeah. YouTube? they're on YouTube, but um, some of them like I. It's like a long story, but I'm kind of like rebranding my YouTube page. So the easiest thing to do is to just go to my website mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they're on like the Bible studies page and they're all available like for free and um, okay. and then they take you to YouTube to the videos on YouTube. So like anyone can do them for sure. Awesome. And it's creativemuse.com, right? It's creativemuseblog.com. <laughs> so... Um, you kind of sparked a question for me. Um, uh-huh. Can you take me behind the scenes a little bit of like either doing a video or um, like, do you do a lot of prep because you seem very poised and like you, you know, you know what you're talking about. And is that, is that natural or are you reading off a prompter? Those no, sort of things. I'm no, I'm not reading off. I would be so bad with a prompter probably. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, when it comes to, like, the material I teach and, like, being on camera myself, um, I do try and, and prepare myself. I, I know what I'm going to teach. I know the theme. I know what each week I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about. Um, I usually kind of prepare my notes, like, the morning of, which ah, nice. sounds horrible. But, but honestly, like, I've tried prepping really far in advance, and I just, I don't know why. It's like I can't. I almost feel like it's just, like, God helping me kind of stay more in the moment. Yeah. I don't know, but I usually just lay out some um, notes of like, okay, I want I want to mention this scripture and that kind of stuff. Things I probably wouldn't remember. Yeah. And then I kind of just like we film all of them at once, and so oh nice. Um, I just, for the for the Bible studies mm-hmm. and um and my husband films me, which is great. <laughs> but, nice. But um yeah, so which is it's kind of weird. So I'm like talking to women, I'm being really vulnerable. And my husband's staring at me on the inside. <laughs> I wondered that. that. A little, a little nerve wracking, but yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I just kind of start talking, and for me, it's always like starting it. Like if I can just get that first line out, which usually takes a few takes because I sound so cheesy. (laughs) Uh, Hey girl. And so once I can get that out of the way, then I'm usually good to go. Yeah, I've ended up like with doing the podcast and stuff. Like I, I definitely have to have a script. Um, because I'll just, I'll either ramble and uh-huh. the, 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 what I'm saying makes no sense or, yeah. um, yeah, it's like, once you get that first sentence out, you know, you can uh-huh. kind of find your way, but man, it's hard. 
Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. You know, and I'll fumble my way through it. I'll, I'll get excited and I'll talk too fast. And then yeah. I, 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 I slur my words and I have to go back and say it again. And, yeah. and I've had girls like reach out to me who have taken my studies and they're like, you know, I really appreciate how you just kind of like messed up and you just keep going. And I, I don't like edit it out basically. Oh, yeah. I just kind of like let it roll. And so, yeah, I think like people appreciate the fact that like it's natural and it's genuine because I think so much of what's on the internet, what's on YouTube and stuff is very, very edited to yes. where people just seem like they're on, on spot all the time and no one feels like they can do that, you know? Yeah. Okay, so the other question that I really wanted us to, to get to, what is a popular lie that our generation has fallen for? Um, that you've seen with it, it, with women especially, but just, or in general, what, what do you see? Yeah, man, I think our generation is just like, it's so unique. I think we, we look at the lives of our parents and our grandparents and we're not content and we want to do something more. And I think that's why we have so many people in our generation who are just really going after things that no one else has before. And I think it's really, truly like a gift Mm -hmm. that we have. But I think that one thing that, um, Maybe I've just noticed or something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot lately is that I think we've possibly believed the lie that in order to reach this world, we have to look just like this world. Oh, yeah. And I think that, like, I see it a lot. And, of course, I'm guilty of it, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just see it a lot where, like, you know, I was kind of saying before, I see a lot of Christian bloggers who, you know, they're kind of doing their thing and they're sharing their faith and they're doing great. And I really like what they're doing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, now they start looking more like the corporate, you know, blogs out there and their faith. And they, they even admit, they're like, I've kind of taken a step back from my faith because I don't think it's smart. And I'm like, not from their faith, but from sharing right. their faith. And I'm kind of like, huh, like, I've been seeing a lot of that lately. And it, it, I get to the point where sometimes I start wondering, like, should I make my blog like this? Should I start doing this? Should I start yeah. doing that? Like, maybe I'm falling behind. And I just have to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, well, first of all, what has God called me to do? Mm-hmm. But also, like, I just think we get into this trap where we think, like, okay, I have to look like the world. I need to kind of get on their level. And then once they see me, they'll embrace me because I look like them. And then once they embrace me, then I'm in, and then I can share my faith, and then they'll accept it, and I'll be an influence to them. It's almost like a secret agent. I don't think yeah. God really calls us to be secret agents. You know, you look at the people in the Bible, and they were not ashamed of, right. you know, the gospel. They were not ashamed of what they believed. And, and so I think, you know, it's important we speak the truth in love, and, and that's first and foremost. But I think, yeah, we have kind of fallen into this concept of, okay, like, once I get them to accept me, then I can share my faith and then they won't reject me because they already like me. And it's, I think it's almost this fear of rejection, you know, and that's just something we, I don't know. I just feel like we kind of need to get past it. It's like you either, it's like a lot of people care more about what other people think of them rather than what God says and what God thinks of them. And I think if we got to the point where our relationship with God was the most important thing to us, and our relationship with his word was what we were planting in our hearts consistently, mm-hmm. then it would just be a natural reaction for that to come out of us. And even when people disagree with us or maybe even they dislike us because of what we believe, it won't affect us because our opinion isn't based on what other people think. It's based on the word of God. And, you know, people are searching for something. You know, people yeah. in this world, they, they're they're being successful they're going after things but a lot of them are extremely unhappy 
Yeah. You know, and they're looking for something. They want something different. You know, a lot of celebrities are actually starting to get relationships with different pastors of like churches around the country. And you know, I don't know how how genuine it is, but that kind of shows you that they are looking for something and that they're attracted to something that they see. And if you want to inspire people, then you can't look exactly like them. That doesn't mean you have to be weird. That doesn't mean you have to like, you know, try your hardest to make people think that you're like so different, you know? Yeah. But I think that people just want something genuine. And so if you're just genuine in your faith, then even though some people may not like you, some people, it may make people feel, usually it's, it's making people feel uncomfortable and that's why they react that way. But, you know, when, when they're at their lowest point and they're searching for something, they are going to remember the genuineness they saw in you. And I think that that's what our generation really needs to grab hold of. Yeah, definitely. And I think I've fallen into it mostly with, with like promoting yourself on social media uh-huh. is you see yeah. how other people do it and you're like, well, they've got a hundred thousand followers, so yeah. I need to copy what they're doing. And then you, uh-huh. like you said, you kind of lose the, the genuine part of right. you, um, because you're, you're just, you're just copying a formula. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. it, did you run into that when you first started the blog? Did you try to do it like everybody else did promotion wise? Oh my gosh. I run into that like almost every day. Like it's yeah. probably like a constant struggle. It's just because you know, it's the world we live in. Like, yeah. I, I had to actually, like, go through and, like, turn off all my notifications on my social media apps on my phone because yeah. I would become obsessed with, like, seeing how many people were liking, commenting, right. and all this stuff. And, and I think, yeah, it is a balance. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, you know, we want to grow our blocks. We want to grow our social following. And I think it is important to be of responsible and to be kind of educated like I'm constantly trying to learn like okay how do I use the social platform how do I grow how can I use SEO properly you know I am trying to learn because I think that's a part of being responsible with what God's given you to do however there's another side of it that the world is not going to teach you and that's trusting God and following after him and what he's called you to do and it can be hard because God is you know, God, our promotion comes from God, but the world's not going to tell you how to get that. You know, the word of God is. And so it's just kind of this balancing act of balancing, okay, I need to be educated. I need to do my best with what God's put in my hand. But at the same time, I need to also follow what I believe the Spirit is telling me to do. And I need to trust Him. And I need to stay consistent even when it looks like it's not doing anything. Because when you're faithful in the little, then you'll be made faithful over much. You know, this right. is really interesting because um, I've been thinking about this a lot just in the past probably like a year. This is something God's really been speaking to me. And I was listening to Joyce Meyer, and she was telling a story about when she was starting off in ministry, and, and it was still very small for her, and she was speaking just in front of very small crowds. And, you know, she had a dream for, you know, reaching the world. Yeah. And so I remember she was talking about how she was talking to God about this, and God said to her that for every person that you could help, you could also hurt. And I think that that's something that we need to realize, especially if we're going into this world for, you know, talking about a faith and talking about God and things like that. For every person that I could possibly influence on social media, I could also hurt them. And so if I'm not 
mature enough to handle the criticism that's going to come my way. Because the more influence you get, the more criticism you get, the more people who will hate you. Right, exactly. If you're the kind of person who takes everything personally and can't get past other people's opinions, you know, God's not going to promote you to more influence because he cares about you. He doesn't want to promote you to a place that's going to destroy you and destroy your heart. And so he cares about you too much to get you to that position. But also he cares about all the other people, his children that he's sending you to, if you're the kind of person who's going to lash out, who's going to hurt them if you get hurt, or who's going to teach them something that is incorrect and that is wrong. You know, we all make mistakes, but, you know, he doesn't want us leading people astray. And so if you're going to hurt the people he's sending you to, then he's not going to do that either. And so it's just kind of this interesting thought I had of not only does he care about me, that I need to be ready and I need to be mature enough to handle what's to come, but also... I need to be mature enough to treat his children the way he wants them to be treated. His daughter, you know, it's like I I look at my life. How do I treat my girlfriends? How do I Mm -hmm. treat my husband? How do I treat the friends that I have that are difficult to get along with? Because how I treat them is how I'll treat other people. And, you know, you can say like, oh, it's different. We have a close. No, it's not different. You know, how, how you handle what God's given you now is how you'll handle more. And so if you can't handle what you have now, you're not going to handle more. You know, it's kind of like money. If you can't be responsible with the money you have now, it makes you think you could handle more. You can't. And so just kind of remembering that aspect of it. It's not just about how savvy you are, you know, when you post and how good your photos are. Those things are nice to, to try to work on and improve. But at the end of the day, it's really about your character and about what God's doing in you. And if you're trying to get like a claim for yourself, if you're wanting people to pat you on the back and be like, you're doing such a good job. I love what you're doing. It's great to hear that. Don't get me wrong. I love it when people tell me that. But if I'm doing this in order to get that, then the second someone lets me know that they don't like what I'm doing and they don't appreciate it and they think I'm wrong and they think I'm horrible, then I'll fall apart because my value is being based on what they say. And you can't grow an audience like that, you know, because the more people who follow you, the more people who are going to hate you. Yeah. (laughs) And for some reason, especially when you're talking about God and the word of God and Mm -hmm. truth, then, you know, you just kind of make an extra target on your back. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. I'm like, I'm over here taking notes because that was (laughs) (laughs) That's so good kind of been that month for me where I'm just like no one likes me <laughs> what am I doing you know yeah and yeah yeah and and I think Instagram most especially has just sort of taken that and you know you're, you're you get on there to be inspired but really you get off of there feeling depressed um, <laughs> because you don't have that dress or you don't have that boyfriend uh-huh. or you know whatever wherever uh-huh. you're at um, and you just kind of look at it like, well, I don't have that. So what am I doing? <sighs> it's so true. And you know, something that helped me is like for the first like couple years, like I feel like I've just now recently been getting more feedback on the stuff I'm doing, but mm-hmm. it's still very, very small. But even at first, like I really wasn't getting that much feedback. Like I do these, I started doing the online Bible studies and of course I didn't really have a way for people to give me much feedback. So that was part of the problem. But, yeah. um, you know, like I, all I knew was the people who would like the posts, you know? And oh. so I assumed that was who was watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so if I get like 10 or 15 likes, I'm like, great. 15 people watch that. Like all that hard work was for that. And yeah. it would kind of make me sad. And I had to get past that. But something that started happening was I started going to like, if I was at work at Andrew Womack Ministries, we know a lot of people from around the world because of that job. And like, I remember we went to the director's conference one time to meet up with someone. And I just started seeing all these people that I didn't know, like the, the couple from um, 
there's a couple from Italy who are starting a ministry there and they knew my husband. And so they came over to me and, and like introduced themselves. And she's like, I love your videos. And I'm assuming uh-huh. she means the videos I do for Andrew, right? Cause oh, I, I right. do the video newsletter for him. And so I'm on screen for Andrew's ministry. And so people recognize me for yeah. that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, the video newsletter. And she's like, no, 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 the, the blog. And she was like going through my uh-huh. Bible study in Italy and had her daughter go through it with her. And like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And they never liked a, a, a social post. They never left a comment oh, on the video yet. They were going through it and they were loving it. And so it really just showed me like, God was just really showing me like what you're doing is impacting people way more than you can tell through a Facebook like. Yeah. And I think that that was what was important is there are going to be people who see what you do mm-hmm. and it's going to touch them and it's going to change their life and it's going to impact them, but they're never going to like it on social, not because they don't want to, but because they just don't think about it. Yeah. You know, they're too busy clicking through and then doing the study and then, you know, not thinking to go back on social media. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's important to realize that, that, you know, if you're doing what God has called you to do, there, there's people he's trying to reach through you and that those people are getting that material and yeah amen yeah mm-hmm. well you mentioned um oh we'll go ahead and move away from that a little bit um mm-hmm. and kind of go to something lighter <laughs> <laughs> this is very deep <laughs> it is very deep it's awesome though um but I wanted so you you mentioned that you have always loved to write and mm-hmm. um this is, I feel like this is sort of an isolating question, but you can expand, expound on it as much as you want. But what is your favorite thing about writing? Yeah, I don't know. Like I started, like I said, I, the earliest memory I have of like really writing is in fourth grade. I started writing song lyrics and nice. Nice. it's hilarious, but I think I have <laughs> that song book somewhere. It's really funny, That's but awesome. um, I just, I don't know. Like I felt like, especially at that age, I felt like writing was a way for me to express what I was feeling inside in a way I didn't know of how to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then in fifth grade, I started going to a new school and in writing class, I wrote these stories and everyone loved my stories and I loved it. And, and, um, and it was just like, I just kind of got a love for it. And then I think in middle school is when I started joining my, my school's news crew. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of started liking the whole reporting aspect of it and, gotcha. and you know, writing for media <laughs> and stuff like that. And um, then in high school, I got even more into it. I was on my school yearbook. I was on the TV, the news crew, um, just doing everything I could, basically, in the realm of video and writing. And I loved being on camera, like, reporting and stuff. Yeah. It was just very exciting to me. And and um and then I was in uh, I took a journalism class in high school and um it was a very small town so like the photographer from the local newspaper would come and teach us stuff and and she would uh, enroll us to basically write for the paper so I got to write for our town paper oh, while wow. I was in high school and stuff and we started our school's first literary magazine and so I just like I loved writing I just like would always write it was just how I express what was not just what I was feeling but what I was wanting out of life and just things that I feel like God was showing me and just things like that. And so I just always loved it. And then I went to Karis and thought, okay, you know, like (laughs) goodbye dreams. And, but, um, but yeah, then, you know, went to media school and kind of did some, it was a lot of video stuff and photography, but it was also how to write newsletters and, and writing. And so, and then I just kind of, I think when I started my blog, I really started kind of writing the most. Um, and like my blog, even though I've changed platforms on my blog over the years, um, like, I still have my very first post on my blog. Like, I haven't changed the, the blog. Like, it's got every post on there. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and sometimes I'll go back to the very first one, and I'm like, oh, gosh, what was I thinking? But, yeah. you know, I think a lot of it is just being real. Like, I look at these girls who are super successful in the blogging world, and you go read their blogs, and 
you know, they're just, they're kind of just being themselves. And I think that that's kind of a big part of it is I just love writing and I feel like I can communicate things better through writing than I can talking, you know? Yeah. And so, especially for my blog, a lot of the posts I write, I really want them to be something that if a girl comes across my blog, maybe she stumbles upon it and she looks at my blog posts she can find something that, hey, like, I need this. Like, this is what I'm going through. Like, I need this. And then she can walk away with not only encouragement, but actual tools that she can use to, like, apply it to her life and see results. And that's, like, my biggest heart through my writing, for sure. How do I ask this? Because I was thinking about content and how you, like, for me, I see these blogs where, um... Oh, well, Taylor Swift. Well, let's go this direction. <laughs> Taylor, <Love> Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> she just did, uh, I think it was for Elle magazine. Did you read her article about, it was like 30 things I learned before I turned 30? No, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was sitting there reading it and she's, you know, of course, great. Um, but I was like, goodness, I don't think I could come up with 30 things that I've learned. Like to sit, come up with that kind of content. Yeah. Um, and I think I get kind of intimidated by, or I think I need to rise up to that level of, of like mm, teaching maybe. Uh Um, I have a heart for like preaching, (laughs) Uh but when it comes to, and, and I, cause I love like, like for, um, you did a post a few, well, you've done a couple of them of like healthy tips and morning Uh routine and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, okay, I'm trying to get around to the question. So (laughs) do you, do you know how you want to present those things? Do you just kind of get an idea like, oh, this is a routine I have. I want to share it. Or do you kind of have to sit down and and map it out? So kind of what I do is I would consider myself a visionary. I, I love dreaming things up. I can see where I want to be in 10 years and I'll just sit and daydream about it forever if I let myself. Yeah. It's fairly unproductive, but it's, <laughs> it's great too. But so I will, I have like a, I use my notes app on my phone a lot. I have a whole like section of it dedicated to my blog and nice. I will just like, if I get an idea for a blog post, I'll write it down. And then like, I have like a huge list of, of ideas for blog posts and then um, usually on the weekends is when I get a lot of my content done for the week. Cause during the week I'm working full time and then mm-hmm. we also have a side business outside of that. And so, wow. um, yeah. I don't have a lot of time during the week, I would say, but on the weekends I try and like, just sit down and just write. And, um, so I've got a lot of ideas there, but yeah, I would say like, cause I just recently to what you were saying started, um, on YouTube doing weekly videos every Wednesday that kind of go outside of the realm of faith. They all, they all kind of follow after my faith, but they talk more about like, you know, ways to slim down, you know, morning routine essentials, things like that. Yeah. Because I want to speak to those things because it's a part of my heart. I want women to feel like they are empowered in every single area of their life. Right. But so I've kind of started doing that more. But then for my blog posts, I kind of try to keep it more about like, you know, things involving like your faith, like, you know, how to get along with people and (laughs) how to get over comparison and, you know, things that like I feel like people really struggle with. And, um, and yeah, I just kind of get ideas and I just write them down. And, you know, something else that just recently has started happening is girls will share blog posts of mine on, on Twitter and like tag me in it and be like, this is the post that, you know, got me whatever. And I take note of, I take note of what posts are doing really well. Like Mm -hmm. your analytics on your blog will really help with that. And I think, okay, people really want to hear about this. And something else I do is on social media, I try not to 
post everything about like, hey, go read my blog post or hey, go watch my video. I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I try to make that like maybe 25% or lower of what I okay. post. Everything else, I try just to basically give that information for free. Well, I mean, it's free regardless, but just right, in that post basically. So if I if I wrote a blog post on how to get over comparison, instead of posting a post on social media and saying, hey, like if you're struggling with comparison, go read my blog post, I just take a snippet from the blog post and I put it in the social media post. Gotcha. And sometimes I'll say, if you want to read the full article, you can go here. But other times I just won't because the point is to get the message out there. Right. And if girls connect with you and they, they <laughs> get something from you and it helps them and it inspires them they'll come back for more you know yeah and so yeah I just kind of like after all that like because something I really look at is my social media posts you know like the thing the posts that do really well for me tend to be the ones where I talk about insecurity in marriage which is interesting (laughs) and (laughs) and um posts on what's the other one I think it's like just possibly insecurity and like your purpose and your dreams and stuff and like how to get there and so I look at that and I'm like okay people really like it when I post on these things. So I try to maybe come up with a few more blog posts that kind of speak to those areas and stuff. So it's just, it's all like a fluid thing, you know, for sure. Well, and like you said, you're speaking to the, the, the personal side of people, you know, that everybody Uh has insecurities, everybody has, you know, either insecurities in marriage or as a single Uh woman. And, and so, absolutely. And I, I think I have definitely, I feel attacked. No, (laughs) because (laughs) I think I get so excited about like one of the novels that I've written or something. And I want to, I want everybody to read it. And Uh so that's all I post about. And, and I don't know what's going through other people's minds, but it, you know, I'm, I'm sure and I've, I've tried to kind of fit in personal things, but like I said earlier, you know, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's weird to kind of be vulnerable. Um, yeah. and so I think I just sort of go into that security blanket of, eh, just go read my book. It's fine. You know, something that would be really cool for you to do, because I think it's really cool that you've written several novels and what might be neat for you to do is like a series on social media of like, you know, how do you write a novel? You know, yeah. maybe like like things you had to push through, like how to get past writer's block and how to come up with a concept and how to follow it through and yeah. you know, how to establish likable characters. Like you could do different posts to kind of like, cause I bet you there's a lot of people who want to write novels. It's like a dream of theirs. Yeah. And you could really build up an audience through something like that. Yeah. And that's something I could definitely, I need to probably sit down with a blank sheet of paper and just kind of yeah. evaluate myself. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I first started writing, I was just writing, you know, and so uh-huh. I don't know, I, I wouldn't know off the top of my head, like how I did it, but obviously there was a way that I did it. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. a good idea. Absolutely. And you know, something that helped me is like, I don't know where I read this, but just during the time when I was really studying on like how to grow a blog and how to do all these things, yeah. like what people kept telling me over and over again, like through articles and stuff was that, you know you kind of want to establish yourself as an expert in a niche, but the thing is you don't have to be an expert. You just need to know like one step ahead of someone else. And so as far as creating content is concerned, I I get the same way because I feel like I have such a long way to go. I feel like I have so much to learn. However, if I look back on my life, you know, there's things that I I've learned or that I know that are in the word of God that I've experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. that seem very elementary to me. They seem like, well, I'm sure everyone knows that. Like, that would be a waste of a blog post. And yet, when I write about it, those are the things that people really like. And yeah. it's like just kind of reminding yourself that 
you know, it's like you may not know everything. You may not know more than like someone else you're following, but you do know more than someone else. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be like a groundbreaking, like, oh my God, I never thought of that. A lot of the things I do when people read it, they probably already knew it in their head, Mm -hmm. but hearing someone say it and share from their life, how it helped them, like gives them like the inspiration they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Well, speaking of, well, we were talking about writing, but what is your favorite book? Um, well, I guess one that you've read lately or just in general, um, fictional or non-fictional. So difficult. Um, <laughs> hey, I gave I have... you warning that this question was coming. <laughs> uh, that's true. I did get this question and I think I skipped it because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, man, okay. I would say one that I read probably at the end of last year or like last fall that I I just started reading again because I think it's a book you need to read over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's an old book and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh. And it's a really short book. It's like super short. So you feel like a great reader because you get through it really fast. Right. But the things in it, like I was saying, it's like stuff that you probably knew, like duh. But at the same time, when you look at your life, you're like, I don't do this, <laughs> you know? And so... <laughs> It's really, really, really good. Um, it just, man, it's really changed the way that I relate to people. And I don't do it perfectly by any means, but it's really helped me just like in talking to people and, you know, like how you make other people feel important and not pointing out where other people are wrong and, you know, just like how, how to have good conversations with people to where it's like you make them feel important and you make them feel about valued. And, okay. Yeah. And so it's just really, really interesting. And so it's a it's a pretty popular book apparently. It's very old, but it's really I think like every single person should definitely read it. I just looked it up on Amazon as you were talking. Um uh-huh. and it is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, looks like. So it's how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Carnegie, yeah. Woohoo! I said it right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so last question. What advice would you give to someone who has a passion, like we were talking about, um, whether it be writing or music or um, makeup or videos? Um, So if they have a passion but can't seem to get their foot in the door, don't know where to start, um, what advice would you have for someone like that? Oh, man. Change the world, Jess. Change the world. Yeah, my goodness. Um, gosh, so many things. But um, if I had to pick one thing, I would say, you know, it says in, I think it's Romans, it's bad, I don't know where it is, but it's like Romans 1 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It says like, um, like basically, we all want to know the good and the perfect and acceptable will of God, or good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Like, we want to know his plan for our life. We want to know what he has for us. Mm-hmm. The qualification for finding that out comes right before that, and it says to become a living sacrifice. Uh-huh. And I think that that's something, that's something I've been studying about a lot lately, and just because God wants us to succeed. You know, he, does, he didn't give you these dreams in order for you to not accomplish them. You know, he wants them accomplished more than you do because they're about advancing his kingdom on this earth. And I just think that in our world today, because we're so connected to the media and to social media and, you know, we can see what everyone else is doing at, you know, the click of a mouse. Yeah. It's really easy to get to, like we talked about, get into comparison and then that steals your joy, which steals your strength. And then you aren't able to do what you're called to do. And, I just think that the biggest thing is to keep your eyes on your relationship with God and his word and 
to become become a living sacrifice means God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And that doesn't mean you'll do everything perfectly. You may still do things that weren't necessarily God, but you tried them and you learned and you just keep going. And it's not a big deal. But too many times, you know, we don't let let the word of God get in the way of what we want to do. Yeah. And it's like I I thought that you know I thought I wanted I was going to go to UGA. I had a full scholarship to go to UGA. And I was going to study broadcast journalism and become a sports broadcaster. And that was like the biggest dream I could think of at the time. And mm-hmm. I was just so excited. And then I just, I, I knew I was supposed to go to Karis Bible College. I was excited about it, but I also was sad. And so I did it anyway. And it's not like God wanted me to surrender my dreams, you know, forever. It was yeah. that I needed to choose him over those. And yeah. then now, I mean, thinking about what I used to want to do, it's laughable. That <laughs> seems so small. And if you're called to that, that's great. But thinking about my life now i mean i'm i'm turning 27 on monday Woo-hoo, happy and, birthday. thank you and um <laughs> and it's like to think about everything i've done since then like yeah. i've gone to nepal and hiked the himalayan mountains i went to holland with my husband i i've gotten to travel the world and film stories and report in other countries and and report for one of the biggest ministries in the world and yeah. it's just like that is insane compared to what right. i used to dream about and it's like God's not trying to take your dreams away from you. He's trying to make them bigger because we can't yeah. always keep up with how big God is. Right. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I would just say the biggest thing, especially in our world today, is to just keep your nose <laughs> in the word of God <laughs> and to let it transform you because he's the one who's going to open up the right doors. He's the one who's going to give you the right connections. And then he's also the one who's going to help bring those connections into opportunities and I just think you know it's like just hustle really hard at what you've been given to do what's in your hand right now what can you do give yourself wholly to that and then continue in your relationship with God and he's going to lead you and guide you into what he has for you so do you have anything coming up um so this spring I'm actually going to be launching my next uh video bible study and it's going to be called she blooms how to have radical growth in every season and it's basically six weeks of videos with me, and then I always have a special guest. And this time it's going to be a girl named Marin Ham, who is like 19 years old. And I actually just did a healing journey video on her for Andrew Womack Ministries. Oh, She's awesome. got an incredible story. I mean, she was like, she had late stage Lyme disease. She was sick ever since she was nine, um, in extreme pain, wheelchair bound, just horrible things. The doctors didn't know what to do. And she ended up getting healed, but it was amazing because it wasn't just through like someone prayed for her and then she got healed. It was like she took the word of God and she planted it in her heart and she meditated on it. And then she saw her healing and it was, it's just, that's what the word of God does. And so she's going to be on and it's going to be incredible. And, but yeah, we're going to be talking about basically how to see the word of God bring fruit in your life. I think a lot of times as Christians, like we, we love God and, and we go to church and we pay our tithes and we do, you know, we try to treat people well, but we're not really seeing the kind of fruit in our life that we would expect to see. You know, we're not really living an abundant life. And so it's like, how do you get there? How do you plant the word of God in your heart? How do you get your heart prepared for that? How do you water it? How do you nurture it? How do you mm. see actual growth in your relationship yeah. with God? And that's what this study is going to be about. Perfect for springtime. And it's going to be really awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. So that is going to be a Bible study that you're going to post on YouTube, correct? Yeah, so it's going to be on YouTube. Um, everyone who's on my signed up for my newsletter is going to get like first access to it. And they also will, um, if you're on my newsletter list, you'll get all these free downloads that go along with it, like a workbook and um, nice. a post study guide and scripture cards and Bible reading plan and just a lot of extra like free stuff to kind of 
go with you on this journey. And um, But yeah, it'll be posted on my website. It'll be on social media. So if you follow along, you'll be able to find it. It's going to officially start, um, I think, the Friday before Easter. And so it's going to start around mid-April. So I will be marking my calendar for that. I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really fun.